Hey guys, it's Dr. Lisa, and today I'm answering your questions. I asked on Instagram if you had any questions for me to answer on this specific podcast episode, and you all were very kind to submit your questions. So I'm answering your questions today. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. One last thing before we get started, I will be hosting a mini course on August 19th from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. It's only $47, space is limited. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. I will be talking about the three basic tools that I teach all of my clients, and we will go specifically into driving anxiety and flight anxiety. So if you're interested, click the link in the show notes. I would love to have you in this mini course. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and today I'm answering your questions. I submitted a story or I posted a sticker on my story asking you all to ask me questions and that I would answer them on this episode. So I appreciate each and every one of you that submitted a question. I will try to answer every single question. If I don't, I will answer them um, with another episode or on another episode. But for now, let's try to answer all these questions in the 15 or 20 minutes that we have. First of all, um, again, I appreciate those of you that submitted these questions. And I'll be doing these a little bit more often. Um, so I can be able to answer your questions. I love answering all your questions, and I think it's it's important for me to do these a little bit more often. So number one, how to get better at stopping the fear after the physical symptoms happen. And see, this is one of the reasons why we start fearing anxiety because of the physical symptoms. When we have physical symptoms, not only is it scary, but then our mind starts thinking, what if it's not anxiety? What if I'm having a heart attack? What if there's something wrong with my heart? What? And it depends on whatever symptom you feel. If you feel shortness of breath, what if there's something wrong with my lungs? If you feel dizzy, what if there's something wrong with my brain or my eyes or neurologically wrong with me? And so we start fearing the physical symptoms because it's sometimes hard to believe that anxiety can create these symptoms, actual physical symptoms. So it's really hard to not fear and to stop that fear. But you have to make sure that you start sitting with your anxiety and learning not to fear it. So how to get better at stopping the fear after the physical symptoms? is trusting in you. So sitting with your anxiety and knowing these are just symptoms of my anxiety and the less you fear the symptoms, the less physical symptoms you'll feel. Again, the less you fear the symptoms 
and the anxiety, the less anxiety you'll get and the less fear you will feel. So how to get better is by sitting and practicing and even meditation and breath work. I think breath work is the only thing that I recommend you do when you're having a panic attack, when you're having severe anxiety. When you sit with your anxiety and you're feeling it and it's very intense, stop and breathe and allow your body to just feel the symptoms and tell the anxiety, bring it on, let's get it over with, and then ask, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? And believe me, you will find the answer. It is extremely powerful when you do that and you sit and you don't fear it. Instead, you ask your anxiety. Um, And so there's so many different things, right? When someone asks me like, how do I stop this? How do I um, get better? There's so many different things that we need to do and everyone is different, but this is something that will help you. Just sitting with your anxiety, learning not to fear it and um, having some sort of breath work or meditation to be doing that in between your anxiety attacks and in between that severe anxiety or panic attacks is one of the greatest things that you can do to start learning not to fear anxiety. I hope that helped. Next question. How do I fight intrusive thoughts? I love how you phrase this question because that tells me why you're continuing to have intrusive thoughts. When we fight the intrusive thoughts, we only make things worse because when, when we're fighting, that means we're fearing it. We don't want it. We want it to stop. And I know we want these intrusive thoughts to stop, but the more we fight them, the stronger they'll become and the more intrusive they'll become. So instead, Don't fight them. And I know it's hard when we have intrusive thoughts. One of the many reasons why they continue to stick around is because we start beating ourselves up about the intrusive thought. We start fearing the thought. We start fearing that what if it is who I am? What if this thought is really what I want to do? What if this is who I truly am? But let me tell you, if these thoughts were truly who you want to be or who your real personality is, you wouldn't worry about them. They wouldn't be intrusive. They would be your thoughts. These intrusive thoughts are usually quite the opposite of who you are. And that's what's so scary. And that's why we want them gone. But because we start feeling guilty and we start just worrying about What if they are truly my thoughts? It makes the intrusive thoughts to stick around a little longer. So stop fighting them. Let them come. The more you allow them to just come and go, the less you'll see. You'll see them around. The less intrusive they'll become. So don't try to fight them. Next question is, how do you help young children with their anxiety? There's so many things that we could teach kids. And I think teaching people at a young age how to do breath work and tapping and meditation 
are extremely important. I think every single child should start learning at a young age in order for them to be prepared to handle stress and anxiety. With anxiety and children, um, you know, it's, it's a little easier for you to get rid of their anxiety. Yes, some kids have a little harder, um, stronger anxiety, but kids are so resilient and they will do the work. When you teach them at a young age, they will continue to use these, these um, techniques that you teach them. So teaching them breath work, just teaching them to relax, teaching them that things are okay. And one thing that I used to like to do with kids is teaching them that sometimes we have silly thoughts and silly thoughts are thoughts that are really not real. And sometimes our brain has silly thoughts and those are the irrational thoughts that we think. And so teaching them that those irrational thoughts are silly and not really true and teaching them the true rational thoughts through tapping is one of the easiest things to teach or easiest ways to teach them how to stop those irrational thoughts. So teaching them that and then having them uh, create a worry journal where they put down everything that they're worried about and teaching them that that's the only time that they're going to worry about specific things because we don't want to eliminate how they truly feel or minimize their feelings and emotions. So having a worry journal to write down all their thoughts and their worries and their silly thoughts is really, really helpful. I hope this helps. Please find a meditation for your child. I have one on YouTube for kids that is really helpful, um, that teaches them how to do meditation and guided imagery through guided imagery. So look it up and I hope that this helps your child. Next question is, do you feel the moon affects our energy levels of anxiety? I truly believe that the moon does have some effect on our emotions and our bodies. We are made up of what, 70% water. If the moon can shift the ocean, it can definitely shift our bodies and our emotions and our nervous system. So yes, I used to work at a mental health facility back in the days, like, I don't know, 26 years ago, maybe. Um, I worked there for seven years and we all hated when there was a full moon because sections and um, so it was section 26, which is a mental health warrant. There would be so many people. Um, I worked with people with severe schizophrenia, um, anxiety, depression, and bipolar. And there was always a lot of calls. So if you were on call, it would be a busy night if the moon was full. So definitely it can affect us. Um, but don't worry too much about it. If it does affect you, just prepare for it. You know what? There's a full moon. I need to meditate a little bit more. Or I know that I get a little irritable a bit more when I have, when there's a full moon. So let me meditate a little bit more. Let me take it easy. 
let me not schedule anything that's really um, stressful. So always find what works for you. Always prepare um, and find your routine that's going to help you with um, eliminating all that, uh, the stuff that, you know, other factors can um, or variables can, can factor into our anxiety. Our next question is, can anxiety make your body feel weird in the morning? Yes, it can. Anxiety typically tends to be higher in the morning. Our cortisol levels are kind of high in the mornings. And so this can create anxiety to be a little um, heightened in the morning. So our stress hormone is cortisol and it's naturally higher in the mornings. It tends to rise um, a little bit when we wake up and then like 20 to 30 minutes, um, even, I mean, some people say 30 to 45 minutes after we wake up, um, our anxiety can be a little higher. This is because of the cortisol. And of course, cortisol plays uh, a factor in the increase of anxiety since cortisol leads to a faster heart rate. Um, you know, your, your, your heart beats a little faster. It increases blood flow um, and higher adrenaline. So this is what we kind of feel and we kind of feel weird. And then when we feel that when we have anxiety, it automatically just activates the, I'm going to feel anxious today. I'm already having a panic attack. I'm going to have a bad day and just kind of dreading the day already. And in the morning, sometimes when we wake up, let's say if we're snoozing a lot or we wake up and it's kind of late and you're rushing, that can also make you feel a little weird and the anxiety can get um, heightened when that happens. So have a morning routine. Know that that is normal. Don't fear that and uh, meditate in the morning or whatever it is that you feel you need to do to not feel or let that weird feeling affect you and make the anxiety worse. So always have a routine, always know and be aware. Self-awareness is key with any healing. Um, so just being aware of that is really important. The next question is, does the heat make anxiety worse? So sun is very good for vitamin D. But when there's extreme heat, it can make our anxiety worse. When we feel like we're, um, when it's really, really hot, our bodies start to try to cool um, ourselves down. And so that can increase your heart or your heart rate can increase, making you feel a little anxious. So heat can definitely be uh, something that can trigger anxiety, stay warm, stay hydrated because that can affect you. So this question is for me personally. Someone asked, do you take meds for anxiety? So I've never taken medication for anxiety. I've never taken any SSRIs. I was diagnosed in the 90s with severe anxiety. That was when it was at its worst heightened um, in the 90s. And back then, we really didn't hear about anxiety much. And so doctors weren't like they are today, where they're just, you know, prescribing Xanax and SSRIs. And so I never really took medication. I really don't like taking medication. I don't even take medication for my RA or my lupus. 
So um, no, I've never taken medication. I've taken CBD oil without the THC. I've taken that super um, tonic, adrenal gland tonic. Um, I've taken, um, what else have I taken? Teas. I drink a lot of teas. So I've all, always um, only stuck to natural stuff. So the answer is no, never. I don't take any and I've never taken any medications for anxiety. And no judgment for people that do take medication. Um, I think there's people that need it, um, but no, I, I don't take medication. So the next one is any supplements to help with sleep anxiety. So magnesium is something that I recommend. I don't uh, really recommend melatonin. It can interrupt your sleep cycle and in the long run can affect you more than help you. So I don't, I'm not a big fan of melatonin, but magnesium is really, really good. There's a lot of herbal teas out there, lavender, uh, passion flower, um, chamomile. There's so many different blends also, mm -hmm. um, mixes of different teas that can help you with sleep. So um, definitely I recommend magnesium and any, um, any tea that helps with uh, sleep. I do also have a podcast episode about supplements to help with anxiety. Um, and I recommend you read that or not read that, um, listen to that. Um, and I think that's it for today. Those are all the questions that I have. Um, I have a few that I already answered or I DM'd um, some of the people that um, asked. And that's it. I truly appreciate each and every one of you all. Um, I will be doing the, these. Um, if you are listening on Spotify, you can leave a question if you want me to answer your question on the next Q&A episode. Always remember to be good to yourself and others. And I will see you all soon. Love you all so very much. I hope you all are having a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.